Welcome to the Move Through Motivation Podcast, where we share stories of struggles to strength, inspiring moments, and encouraging messages to get you through the week. Now here's your host, Matt Olson. Welcome everybody to your Monday morning motivation. Matt Olson here with my brothers from other mothers, Matt Hazlett and Johnny Lamb. Half John, as we call him now in 2021. Uh, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Good. How are you, man? Back Howdy. in the game. Matt, where yeah. were you at last time? You weren't with us. It I was, was at a wedding. Who got married? Uh, someone. Someone. You don't want to say their name? It's, it's a super secret. It's, uh, it's my sister's friend. Oh, it's just a friend. Okay. Yeah. Where was it at? I went to school with her. Uh, it was up in Central California. Was it locked down like it is in Southern California went there? No. Nobody was wearing a mask. At the wedding or in the restaurants, everything? Nope. So it was normal? Normal. Wow. It was definitely weird. Everybody's out dancing, doing their thing. Yeah. It's like nothing was ever going on. Yeah. I, I, I could speak the same thing because this weekend I was in um, Playa del Carmen at a wedding. And I tell you what, in Mexico, COVID does not exist. Um, it was the most, I felt, I felt like a free human being walking around mexico when you, you got know? off the plane that was the last time you wore the mask that, that really was i mean when we went into the restaurants like they were like will you please but nobody really it was there was a lot of people in mexico and at the airport when i left on sun on sunday it was grand central station i was so excited to see so many people i've never been so happy to see thousands and thousands literally thousands and thousands of people at the airport it was it was pretty cool but you so, got your butt swab right yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't put it in the butt, but they put it through my nose. They put that little, uh, that little swab. I have been COVID tested in the last three to four weeks more than I ever have this whole last year. Well, this is your second trip out of the country in, in less than two weeks. In weeks. less than two weeks, yes. Right. But I've been COVID tested all the time. I'm, I'm positively negative, so uh, it's it's good to know that I haven't caught the vid yet. But yeah, I'm good to go. But it was fun. It was it was good to get out and about and to different country. I did my first business trip to Costa Rica uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, they're, they're pretty cautious over there. You know, they got a population, I think about 5 million. So it's getting back to a little bit normal. They wear face masks out in public in the restaurants. But once you sit at your table, it's all the restaurants are open again down there too. But what's interesting there is they had a curfew and everybody had to be off the road by 10 PM. Really? Yeah. But they just, that, that's how they, how they said they controlled it is they had a curfew of five in the beginning and then they had a curfew at six and then it kind of just got later and later. So restrictions are starting to go down mm-hmm. as, you know, things yeah. get better. So, but it was good to get out uh, on a plane. Definitely different. Okay. Is it weird when you take off your mask and you try to eat your chips or your crackers and then you're like, oh, I have it up to you. So it's just a weird vibe on the plane. I just want to tell you right now. Did they space you out? No, they didn't space me out. There was... This is what I love. When you get to the airport and you're waiting to get on the plane, there's thousands of people. They're like six feet apart. Well, you get on the plane and you're right next to somebody smelling how nasty they are through the mask. So yeah. I, I find it very interesting to wear. So, But it was cool. No drama. It's easy plane rides. No delays. Passed the test. COVID test. Passed the, let me tell you something. Costa Rica, that guy shoved that thing so far up my nose, I thought it came out of the back of my head. It wouldn't take much. Yeah, it's not. There's not a lot of brain in there. There's definitely not a lot of brain in there. 
All right, so so yeah, kidding the squirrel. So let's get on get on with what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, inspirational mentorship. Uh, who has inspired us? What has inspired us? But before we do that, I want to talk about uh, this. Will come out on Monday, but uh, this past weekend or the March thirteenth is our our March Just Move. We're really excited about it. We're going to be announcing the winners for the Just Move campaign um, for the hundred mile challenge. And those two people, we had two male uh, male and a female finish. Uh, we had uh, Elizabeth Canis finish, and uh, she finished on February 19th, and Manny Arumbala finished on March 17th. I'm sorry, February 17th, February, they finished February 19th and February 17th. What's cool about that is they were really excited, and uh, we're so grateful for our friends over at NutriShop, Eastvale. Uh, they made them nice little um, care packages. And they're going to get $100 in an envelope on uh, uh, Saturday. So We are still tracking your mileage. And, I, and we said this when we, when we announced it in February at our Just Move. We want to make sure that everybody finishes this. So I've been getting texts. And it's really cool to see people actually tracking their movement. And get see they actually see, oh, wow, I'm, I moved a lot this week. I met with a guy yesterday, a good friend of mine, and he said, uh, I finished, I finished. And he finished February 27th. And he goes, I did it under a month. I said, see, when you focus. Now, he's down about 10 pounds because he's been putting in like four or five miles. Uh, the first two weeks were kind of slow, but then he really started stepping up his game and walking everywhere. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to see people actually, uh, you know, evaluate and look at how much they actually move and keep track of it. And this little phone tracker has been amazing to let people know when they're moving, how much they're moving. So have you guys uh, finished your hundred miles? Uh, no. Yeah, I know. I don't even you, know you wanna, you wanna know why? You wanna know why? Because I get your miles every week. Yeah. Everybody sends them to me and I'm updating on the little old Excel spreadsheet. So John Lamb, who it might the, be, it might be a while before I finish this. Month. Listen to me. I'm, I'm, do, I'm bulking. It's not uh, always about speed. It's know? not about it's speed. It's about the motion more so. Oh, uh, what are we talking about again? <laughs> no, it is about moving, okay? Just move. It's very simple. So, But I every week, every Friday, I ask people to track and send their miles, and people are doing it every week. So keep doing it, people. We love you, and uh, it's exciting. All right. Dates. Next, just move. I want to make sure we do this because we have an event happening that day. We've partnered with JCSD. And they're going to have like a push-up. Uh, what is JCSD? Uh, Harupa County Service District. They are they they run the parks in Eastville, and they've been really supportive of our Just Move events. And so next month we're going to partner with them, and we're going to do a podcast with um, one of the coordinators who really helps us get the permits and and gets us set up on the field and and gets everything going. They like, hey man, we want to do this fitness challenge. Like, well, hello, we love fitness in the uh, in the MTM crew. Um, so they're going to have a, like a, a push-up contest, a sit-up contest, a squat contest, I think a hundred matters. So we're going to show up normally at the normal time at seven 30. It is going to be April, uh, 17th, April 17th. Um, and it's going to be a fun event. So we're going to do the normal, just move at seven 30. And then when people come back, we're going to have kids sign up and there'll be a link, uh, that will have people register and JCSD wants to come out there and kind of, kind of get the vibe with us and, you know, get a lot of kids out there moving and now things seem to be open and shaking. April 1st, uh, you're able to change the color tier of people could actually participate in sporting events. So we're going to get after it. So it's, it's moving, just moving. What'll come first, stimulus checks or that event? Woo, 
it's a big topic right now. Pass today. They did, huh? Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think... I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? We know a nonprofit. We know a nonprofit. We do know a nonprofit you could donate to. Um, another event that's going to happen later this year, details to be determined, is uh, July. In July, we're doing our 24-hour challenge. Uh, we've done it the last three years. And uh, this year's the fourth year. So we uh, raise money for the Jesse Reese Foundation for kids fighting cancer to never, ever give up. And there's going to be a uh, sign-up for that in uh, April 1st. So... Not April Fool's Day, but on April 1st, the first part of April. So that's coming up on the calendar. So keep that on in your thing, April 17th. And uh, in the beginning of April, look for the link to sign up for the rowing challenge. It's going to be 24 hours of rowing. So Is that what the, the next, yeah, the next challenge hours of rowing? Yeah, the 24-hour challenge will be um, a team of five. There's three categories. It's an individual for a 5,000-meter row, fastest time wins. Second is going to be a two-man team for 10,000 meter row. And then the the big challenge is how many marathons can you do on a row with a team of five in 24 hours. So so how many rowing machines are you going to have at CrossFit? Well, this this is... So the cool thing about this one is it's... it's what is what is your 24-hour challenge? My 24-hour challenge is how many marathons a team of five can do in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we're going to sit on the rower. We have one rower, and we, we just keep rotating 24 hours a day. I'm just trying to think of, uh, you know, how everybody comes and participates with that. Like, yeah. Yeah, so you could uh, you could come and participate and do a 5K or a 10K with another buddy. So, same way that same way they normally do. So, it's there's going to be a leaderboard and see how you compare against people around the world. So, it's exciting. You could do it at your home if you have a rower at home. If you have a rower, you know, at a gym, you could do it anywhere. So... We'll be talking to gyms and, and get it going. So uh, Team Nigu is really excited about it. Jesse Reese's uh, foundation is really excited about it. So they might even have a team come out and uh, throw down for a 10K or a, a half a day. So it's going to be fun. So anyways, um, inspiration. We, we talked a little bit about it before and we started chatting. I'm like, we need to get this on tape. I want to ask you gentlemen, what or who inspired you to be who you are or what you want to do. It, it doesn't have to be a person. It could be an event. It could be something that happened or um, a mentor. But I want to do professionally and personally. So we'll go around and I'm going to start with you, John. Personally, who is like your inspiration or mentor um, for life? Um, I would definitely say my parents. Really? Yeah. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so, uh, her work ethic on keeping us, my sister and I, uh, good people, um, was great. And my dad was working all the time and his work ethic, um, has rubbed off on me, you know? Plot twist. You can only choose one. Ooh. Um, my mom. Wow, you, you, you're trying to get some cookies made for you. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah. I see that. Look at that. <laughs> sorry. Doug Lamb, I'm sorry. I, 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 he, Doug, he's... I've never seen Doug bake a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. And Matt, you, person, personally, who, who, who or what has inspired you, you know, moving forward? Like something that just comes on your mind, like really makes you think. That's tough. Yeah. Um, personally, I'd say probably my grandfather. Hmm. 
Um, he's always the most even keeled person I've ever met. Um, thoughtful, generous, caring. Um, you know, he's the kind of person who, you know, regardless of what happens to him in a day, he'll still be in a good mood with everybody and treat everybody the way that, you know, he wants to be treated. Um, I never saw him get upset ever. Really? Um, yeah, just really calm, generous person. Interesting. And, uh, for me personally, it's my, my, my dad, you know, for me, um, mom, mom will make me cookies even if I say my dad. So I, I'm going to say my dad, <laughs> but I would say personally, my dad, um, he, he taught me that work ethic as a young guy. Like he, he ingrained in me in a very young age that work hard, work hard, work hard. And as he got older, he said, let's work smarter, 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 not harder, harder, harder. Yeah. And seeing that development now as a father of, of, of two boys and, you know, me and my brother and uh, my adopted sister, I just saw a transition in him regarding, you know, life lessons of how sometimes if you work hard for people, they could take advantage of that. So I, I really... And it was, it was after he had his heart attack uh, when I was 30, was 39, um, that it changed his perspective on how he worked and how he moved. And that was a good life lesson for me. And and it helped me in in life decisions that I made with professionally and personally on what he taught me. So thanks pops. All right. Professionally, anybody that you know, that kind of led you into what you like, you know, as a hobby or something you're passionate about? Um, I could not tell you that one because I uh, semi-retired um, last uh, November. Um, and Donnie, I picked up the boys. We were walking home and Donnie's like, Dad, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I still don't know because uh, I quit my job after, what, my professional job. Yeah. You know, the career that I thought I was going to have for the rest of my life. Um, I quit that after 17 years. Really? Yeah. And then I started a new job, new profession, you know? Motivation. You know, if you don't like what you're doing, don't sit there and waste your time, you know? There you go. Figure out what you're going to do. I, I agree with that. I agree 100% with that. So 100% I agree with that. If you, if you don't like what you do. You- yeah, I, I just heard that saying a little while ago. If uh, If you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Is mm. that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yes, something like that, yeah. And yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Matt, you? I don't really have anybody specific, honestly. Um, I mean, growing up, I was always into movies, always watching the behind-the-scenes features, that kind of stuff, and that always was intriguing to me, just seeing how uh, content was made and what that world was like. So, I mean, for me, it was watching extended features and seeing behind the scenes stuff. It wasn't necessarily like one person that I was like, Oh, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. So there's not like a, a certain uh, editor or film producer that really inspired you for certain things you saw or liked what you did, or is I it mean, just uh, the most of the, of the what, what happened behind the scenes? I think it's the same for most people. Steven Spielberg. Oh, really? Up. I mean, it was all the big movies pretty mm. much. Yep. Um, all the movies that I enjoyed, like, you know, Indiana Jones. Um, those were some of my favorites. Jurassic Park. Some of his other movies, obviously. And as a kid, when you were growing up, did you, and you saw those movies, did you know at that time that you wanted to do that? I always, I was always interested in doing film, even from a young age. I mean, anytime we were filming anything, you know, on the the huge VHS camcorder, I was always one that would do it and do the editing for family videos and things like that. So I just always enjoyed that side of it. 
And is it the creation side of, of what you see? Because, you know, we talk about how you, uh, you have such a great eye for that. I think so. I think it's just the idea of creating something from nothing and kind of having a vision and seeing it through to the end. And do you have to watch it before you have the vision or do you kind of play no. it out in your head before? No, you see it before it's really? ever done. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Being in the sand, like being in the middle of a sand. No, that, that, that you wing it. Is. Just that. whatever tortures you the most. <laughs> <laughs> we have a project we're working on and uh, we were in the sand. It and was scrapped a long time ago. <laughs> I think it was just a, a, a way to get me to get into a place where I'm very uncomfortable. So, But uh, I can't wait to see that if that ever comes out. But anyways, um, yeah, for me professionally, obviously my mentor is that the guy who gave me inspiration is my, my uh, brother from another, Kevin. And I, I agree with you, John. If you enjoy what you do, you really don't work. I, I, and, I, and I say that with all honesty. Like, I started there in 1997. And, you know, that guy's rocked with me, him and his wife, through the war, through cancer, through me. I, literally, I quit there. Uh, yeah, I quit. I, I quit twice. I, one day I walked out because I was in a college and I was having a stressful day. And this is when I knew I had anxiety issues. Right? I walk in and you know, you know, Kev, Kev was just like, he was barking some order at me because he was Navy and I was army and he barked some more. I'm like, you know, I'm out of here. I just walked out and, uh, I ended up coming back. We talked afterwards a couple days later and I was like, I don't need this. And I went and actually got a job at Evercrombie and Fitch the next day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> at the Delamo mall. I literally, cause I didn't, I, you know, I didn't like to be out of work. So the next day I went to go to Evercrombie and Fitch. They hired me, but then they said I had to wear the clothes. And I was like, I don't like wearing these clothes, but I like that song. You remember that song? You know, like, like Abercrombie and Fitch. I like that song. So that's the reason I went there. Were you the model staying outside? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not the model. I, I thought I was getting a job for being a model, but nah, they didn't want me as a model. I didn't, I didn't fit the profile. <laughs> what is the profile? I don't know, but it, it didn't look like any of the models like, Long hair, skinny, white. I'm like a, I'm, I'm a mix. I'm a mutt. You know what I mean? I got every Latin. Uh, Mom did the 23 me. I got a lot of things in me. I got a lot of things in me. So, um, but anyway, so I, I did that. And then when I, when I came back from the war, like I needed a break. I wasn't, I wasn't right in the head. Literally was not right in the head. And so I took a fresh start with um, uh, United Rentals for about a year, about a year and a half. And I really did not like the corporate structure in the sense of you're just a sales number, right? Mm -hmm. Your impact is just based on what you do that day. And there, there's a place for that. But when you're an outside the box thinker like me, it, it, it put me in a box too much. Yeah. And um, I, I enjoyed it. I, it's not I didn't enjoy it, but I wasn't as passionate about it. And what I do now is it's not work to me, man. I, I love my customers. Um, the, the vendors that we ha deal with, you know, I've, I've had great relationship for many years. And so all in all, I've been with the company for 24 years. Wow. So, you know, being there that long, like there's, there's people who retire after careers after 20 years. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I'm just getting started. I still feel like I'm a 17 year old kid going out and, and talking to people, meeting new people. I mean, I've met people around the world, literally around the world, trade shows, um, visiting customers. Yeah. You like traveling too. Uh, I, you know, you know, what's crazy is I don't, I, I don't love the traveling. Oh, really? I don't. I, I, I don't like getting on the plane and going and leaving my family. And what, what's really cool about what me and Kev do is when I set up a travel schedule, I'll leave I, every flight I usually take is a red eye flight. So I'll red eye out on a Sunday night and I won't miss the weekend with the family. Yeah. And I'll go and I'll do what I got to do. So I land Monday morning and I hit the ground running and then I'll leave Tuesday or Wednesday that week, you know, depending on where I'm going. But what I really like is meeting new people. And hearing people's stories. And what Kevin taught me was, uh, 
when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations and that's where you grow. And he loves to do that to me. And he always challenges me. No matter how long I've worked for him, he still pushes me and wants to get the best out of me. And I appreciate that and I respect that. We don't get, we don't get caught up on what we did yesterday. It's what are we going to do today? What's to the most uncomfortable situation you've ever been in? Ooh, you want to talk about comfort? Let's talk about this, okay? I, you know what? Let's, let's get real in this test, okay? I'm going to give you a real life story. Now, I do have a severe syndrome called, um, diagnosed, called irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> here we go give me some noise and if you've been on this if you know me this isn't going to be anything new okay so i literally when i got back from the war i'm not lying to you when i say this i have no control over my bowel movements i will poop myself and have no problem doing it if i can't find a bathroom when i gotta go like legitimately so the craziest uncomfortable story, you ready to hear this? So I'm flying, I fly into Switzerland. Okay. We're gonna drive to Germany and we're gonna go to a trade show. This is 2000. Yeah, I've already heard this. You story. know this story, but 2011, the people who, are, well, obviously you've heard this story. You're my, you're my boy, you know, you know the story. I know. But 2011, I didn't, I didn't want to share it. But you know but what you're I looking am. at me like I haven't heard it. <laughs> so you're two, like eight, telling me the story again. Like, strength nothing to, like making eye contact. Struggle, poop strug, <laughs> struggle to strength. All right, struggle to strength. Here we go. So I land in, um, in, in Switzerland. Switzerland. And actually I landed in Milan, Italy, and we drove to Switzerland. And... The next morning we have a meeting and uh, he took me to some restaurant and we ate this food. It was so good. It was prosciutto. Now I never had prosciutto before. I'm from North Long Beach. I don't even know how, how to even spell it. Even to this day, I still don't know, but it was like bacon and I love bacon. I ate this. They brought a little, little side dish. I ate it all and it was rich. And when I say rich, not expensive, but rich in like, it was delicious. Okay. So I eat that. I go home. That night, I'm a little jet lag. Why is my belly? Blah, 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 blah. Next morning, we go take a plant tour of the facility. And we're going to drive from Switzerland to Germany that day. We're going to literally leave the plant and then go to Germany. So I go in. <laughs> is this great? So I sit in his office, right? And, and he goes, hey, would you? This is, this is on the Swiss Italian board. So espresso is amazing there. Okay, it tastes delicious. So all you coffee lovers and say, oh, I love coffee. No, go get some Swiss Italian roasted, uh, what, what's it called? Americano, where it's just a shot of espresso. Oh my goodness, life-changing. Well, my stomach was already gurgling from the night before. I didn't sleep very well. And uh, I drink this cup of espresso. Well, as we're talking, and I'd already been diagnosed, I I know I have stomach issues. All of a sudden, the, the demons in my belly just came out. <laughs> As I was sitting there talking to the president of the company, <laughs> who's going to drive with me from Switzerland to Germany, my bowels let go. And um, yeah, I, I was sitting there in his office and I said, got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> gotta go to the bathroom so i leave there i go to the bathroom i go i'm panicking right because my suitcase is there because we left the hotel <laughs> we're gonna drive Jeremy. so i gotta figure out the way I, I i go in the bathroom chonies are destroyed <laughs> chonies are destroyed but it was like water it wasn't it wasn't like lumpy it was water so i go listen i go and i say what do i do so i take my shorts off i wash my shorts wash in the sink wash the sink but we're in switzerland one of the cleanest places in the world no paper towels to dry this thing off. So 
I take my drawers and I'm, I'm blow drying them underneath the blow dryer to get them going. But I don't have my suitcase on, in the room with me. So I got to go to the back. To, I got to put my pants back on. Oh, by the way, there's no trash can. There's no trash can in the bathroom. So I got to put those clean chonies that I just wanted to see in my, in my jean pants. And I go over to the back and it didn't leak through because it was like water. It didn't leak through my pants. It was just in my shorts. So I walk out. I go over to the back of my suitcase, grab another fresh pair of chones, come back. I take my, there's no trash can. Okay, there's no trash can. So I take my clean chonies that I washed in the bathroom. I put them in my suitcase and we're going to drive to Germany now. Okay, and I'm, my stomach is still bubble guts bad. Jack what did the up. president think? Well, here's the thing. I didn't know if I should tell him at the time it happened because he was going to be in a car with me or if he thought, you know, but I've known this guy for a couple of years. Good dude, solid man. Well, we start driving and it didn't, it didn't stop. The, the volcano was not done erupting. Okay, we stopped. He was such a, patient gentleman he stopped probably six or seven times and i got so dehydrated that the next day kevin <laughs> kevin kevin comes to meet me my, 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 my boss he comes to meet me the next day because he flew in the next day and he's he meet me in germany and he sees me he goes dude what's wrong with you? you you look green and i was so dehydrated so we go to the trade show and we're walking around i don't know if you've ever been really dehydrated so all night i thought i was gonna die i, I could not stop this and so he gives me like this Imodium AD. This, uh, the, the president gave me this Imodium AD that looked like an enema, okay? It looked like an enema. And I didn't know if I was supposed to take it or suppository it to make the, 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 the volcano stop erupting. So I, I take the pill through the mouth, through the mouth. Okay, thank God. Yeah, it wasn't an enema. It was, it was, it was like a, a European industrial stake Imodium AD. Take it. It calms it down, but... Man, I can't keep, I, it just won't stop flowing. So I go to this trade show the next day. I go to my room. I'm sitting in a, in, it's November, it's Germany. It's very cold. It's not a, you look outside, it looks like a, a Blair Witch trial, just the way the outside looks. And I feel like I'm going to die. I, I, I'm going to die in this little hotel room in this cotton town. Like it was like cottage town, like not a big town outside of Munich. And uh, moral of the story is guys, if I tell you, I have got to go to the bathroom. And Matt and John have witnessed this themselves. Um, if I tell you uh, I got to go potty, yee, lesson number one, pull over. Yeah, just stop on the side. Pull over, yeah. pull over. I, can you get a squirrel? Because I don't know how we got in It'll be tangent. a real crappy ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our struggle story from struggle to strength today, guys. Um, uh, do not know what it is. Diagnosed and still haven't been able to fix it. So um, it, it's, it's an ongoing battle. So all you people out there who have trouble with uh, IBS, you are in my prayers because I know what it's like. The struggle is real. Let it go. That's just... <laughs> 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 all right, man. That's, that's enough of that. Anything else you guys want to wrap up before we get this thing going? Nope. No? You, you ain't got nothing? I, why, what, hold we're on. Glad, What's the most like uncomfortable situation you've ever been when you've uh, been filming? When you've been filming? Most awkward thing. Anything you could talk about that wasn't in an NDA that you can't disclose? Yeah. <laughs> Most awkward. I don't know moment. if there's anything really awkward that's ever happened, honestly. No. Um. No major meltdowns, like high profile people just freaking out on set no, or anything. Never had no. that. Really? No. Man, I wish it was a good story. Can you make one up at least? I wouldn't even know to where to begin. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. IBS is pretty intense. IBS is pretty intense. It is, and for me, it is. And so, this may be the journal that we talk about where struggle to strength, like, it's true. Um, also dropping this Friday, uh, this was drops Monday, but Friday, uh, the story of Mel 
struggle to strength comes out. Um, my cancer coach, she's been on the podcast. You've seen her. Um, Matt's creation of what's going to come out, I know, is just going to be such a great and beautiful story told about her. And uh, I hope you guys watch it and share it with people. I do get a lot of calls from a lot of people who are going through the cancer struggle. And nine times out of 10, if it's a female, I usually refer to call to her because she is such an inspiration still, even as she now battles cancer. So, um, Mel, we love you. We hope well, uh, we did you right and, and shared your story in such a beautiful and blessed way. So, Matt, I know it's going to be epic. And I, I'm like a kid in the candy store. When Matt's videos come out of, of our work, like when John's came out on Get Off the Couch, like I get really emotional because of I know all the work that goes in behind it. I know the story and struggle that the person's gone through. And so if you have a story that you think that needs to get shared, um, we have a couple more lined up for the rest of the year. Um, and I'm excited for those. There are some unique stories that we're going to be going over. Uh, and, and what's important for these stories to get told is, is that we're all just going through this thing called life and, and we all battle with, with struggles and how do we get through them? So we love you guys. Uh, this has been fun. I, I really have liked the way we've, we've changed our podcast for me driving around. So have a great week. We love you. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Move Through Motivation Podcast. Podcast. We hope you were encouraged and inspired by today's message. For more information about us and our upcoming events, visit movethroughmotivation.com.